0: What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, A-T-H. This is the undisputed Burger King, Keith Hey, this is T.J. Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. It's the hit boy, Red Titus. And you're listening to
1: the ROH podcast, or is it ROHcast on rohworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. Like wankers. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful.
0: You're listening to the ROH cast here on rohworld.com, episode 114. The zombie podcaster Dez here with you with. The American Bearded
1: Nightmare, John. And John, you saw football last night. I did see football last night. It turns out it was Gary Kubiak's last game as Texans head coach. Because losing to the Jaguars gets you fired. I don't know what any of that means, but I'll assume it's bad. Well, the Jaguars are the hottest team in the NFL now. They started out 0-8, but now they have the longest winning streak in the AFC. They've won 4 out of 5. So life is good here in Jacksonville.
0: Already, I've made history on the ROH cast. I have elicited football chatter. Uh, I think you used to do the show with uh, Stuff Pants Stevens. Did, uh, did uh, Stuff Pants Steven? Did you ever engage in any football talk with him on the ROH cast?
1: We did from time to time, but now I am disgusted that I ever associated myself with that man. Yes, after all so the transgressions sad. he has done in the past month—months, six months—I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He, he. We should just sort of taboo his name from the ROH cast. We should ban it.
1: We should we should bleep it out. We don't even need to acknowledge his existence. Yeah,
0: but uh, one thing I do want to talk about at length here is the ROH TV show from this past weekend, and uh, I have a huge announcement for everybody here concerning me, not concerning the website. But this is another historic moment. We're not even two minutes into the show, John, and we're about to make history twice. Are you ready for this? I, I, I believe I am. All right. Well, let's, let's get ready here. Build a little anticipation. I watched Ring of Honor TV this week. Holy crap. I was surprised, too. But it was uh from Pursuit Night One and it was uh the main event with Jimmy Jacobs and Adam Cole for the world title. So let's let's talk about the uh the show, John, because I was uh I haven't watched ROH TV in gosh, probably like two and a half months.
1: Well, I can't say you really missed much in those two and a half months. <laughs> uh so the opener here. Uh
0: let me see. i got to look at my notes. because Do you have it with in front of you?
1: Uh, the opener was Davey Richards and Roderick Strong going one-on-one.
0: There you go. I'm still fascinated on Mark Briscoe's promo, so I couldn't really think of much else. Uh, the <laughs> opener. Yes. Davey Richards. I think this is like his second-to-last match in the company, as we'll talk about uh, when we get to the news
1: yeah yeah. Th- yeah this was his yeah i was thinking it was his last match but i forgot there was a pursuit night too the next night
0: yeah you know it's hard for these two guys to have a bad match and this was an opening match on ring of honor tv and one thing i noticed now that they're doing uh like house show tapings instead of full-on tv tapings as we talked about last week they there's a a much more immediate feel to the show it feels much more important from the get-go when I used to watch it, would feel like you would have a, a match that was very obviously an opener, and they would go real slow and, and just sort of reserve themselves because it's an opening match. Now it feels like, you know, this wasn't necessarily a main event caliber match, but it didn't feel like an opener
1: either. Yeah, I agree. They went out there, they hit some nice spots throughout the match, and it seems like this would be the match that you usually put on right before intermission of a house show or something. And I thought, for what it was, it worked really well. And I hope this is something Ring of Honor... Continues to do because, like you said, the when they did TV tapings, the product kind of felt tired or predictable, as in, I know what to expect from this match, I know what to expect from this match. But now that they've kind of gone to recording the TV shows at house shows, it's become a lot better, I think.
0: An interesting side note about this match, too: Davey Richards and Roderick Strong, both guys we're going to see in different promotions in the next month. We're going to see Roddy, I, I believe, this weekend in FIP. And then we'll be seeing uh, Davy Richards elsewhere. We'll talk about that in the news in just a little bit. So that's an interesting side note, I thought, watching this match. Because I I watched this last night after all the news came out. Uh, So then we went over to uh, Michael Elgin and Mark Briscoe, which makes sense seeing as Michael Elgin is going to be wrestling his brother at the pay-per-view along with uh, uh, Adam Cole in the three-way. So this is a match that you think you might want to do later on and build to it, but it made sense here in, ter- in terms of setting up a, a main event.
1: Absolutely, and I think it's something they can still build to as well because it had the the non-finish with Jay Briscoe and Silas Young running in, which only helped to build up the feuds going on now. And this match was okay. I'm starting to get burned out on Mark Briscoe, the singles wrestler. He's, I don't know, it's just too much redneck kung fu and not enough other stuff for me, but the promo he did before this match was one of the most bizarre things I have ever seen. He is – he Mark
0: Briscoe deserves to make a million dollars. He should just – he needs his own podcast and, hell, he could take my job. He could host the ROH cast if he wants. I would be totally okay with that. I just want more Mark Briscoe talking
1: and doing things. My favorite thing is that he never finishes his words. <laughs> he always – starts like the first half of every word. And then he lets you fill in the blanks. It, hes It's a language. He speaks Mark Briscoe. That's it. He does. Yes, he speaks. I believe Kevin Kelly says he speaks Sandy Fork.
0: There you go. I'm, you know, in terms of Mark Briscoe as a singles guy, I like it just because Jay Briscoe is such a serious character for the most part. He's very no-nonsense. Mark Briscoe, you know, he's his brother, and he's a total opposite. He is the comic relief to the Briscoes, and I think that works really well, especially now that they've uh, branched out and are doing their own programs. It's sort of like, you know, even when they're not together, we we get to see that these two guys, although they are a tag team, they're two totally unique characters that can work independently of each other.
1: That's a good point, but for some reason I just never get excited when I see mark briscoe in a singles match i'm just never a match i'm looking forward to on the card i guess i always tend to enjoy them but it's just never anything i'm excited to see
0: mm. so they're doing this new thing with the uh, toys for tots and cedric alexander and caprice coleman are hyping this and i thought this was just awesome
1: I don't remember this. this. I, I saw this, but I don't remember. I don't really remember it. I, but just I think it's they'd... cool that they're using like this platform to do something cool like that, though.
0: I just never thought I would see Ring of Honor guys like speaking on behalf of big charities like that. I, think, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think that's one of the cool benefits that you get from working with a company like Sinclair.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is only positives can come from this. And little children will get toys this Christmas, so Indeed. it's all good.
0: Little tots. That's totally, this is totally, like, irrelevant to the podcast. I just I just wanted to bring it up because Toys for Tots are, uh, it's a big deal. All right, main event, Adam Cole defending the Aroits title against Jimmy Jacobs, a rematch from their match back in January, and uh, I forgot to mention at the start of the show, they did this really well done video package, uh, just hyping up the show, hyping up the match, and, and like, interlacing... The B.J. Whitmer promo where he asked Nigel to give uh, J- uh, Jimmy Jacobs another shot. And then Jacobs winning his matches, his five matches, which I still disagree with. But, um, and now he's got this shot. And it makes it feel, if you just kind of let the logic go and, and follow the storyline, it feels like this is going to be a big deal. And I thought the psychology of this match was amazing.
1: I agree 100%. I thought their match back in January was probably the best Ring of Honor match of the year up until the Young Bucks and Forever Hooligans match at Manhattan Mayhem. Mm, I was live for that match. That was surreal. (sighs) I'm so jealous right now. But this is still, their original match was still one of the top three or four Ring of Honor matches of the year. And I believe this match may have surpassed it just because the, like you said, the video package made it seem so special. And it just built up over the past couple months to this moment, and I thought it was—I uh, thought it was just really well done.
0: Instead of doing some silly thing where it builds up to a convoluted post-match or it builds up to a twenty-minute promo at the start of the show, it in fact built something built to something in the match with BJ Whitmer coming out, and uh, basically the spot was he caught the belt from Adam Cole. And they set up the tease that, you know, if you watch wrestling ever, you know what happens when the guy gets the belt and he's going to, quote-unquote, hand it to his friend. He's going to do the turn. In fact, that did not happen. That was psychological swerve number one. He instead handed the belt to Jacobs. And basically the idea was, all right, Jimmy, are you going to – you've worked this hard to earn – your place back in Ring of Honor is good graces. Um, you you were built on dishonor. You came back and you're trying to prove that you're honorable now. Now you have the opportunity to cheat and attack Adam Cole with a with a with an international object going back to old school <laughs> WCW. And you can either cheat and win the world title, one of the most important things in wrestling, we're led to believe, or you can be honorable and risk losing a sure thing and in fact we saw jacobs contemplate and he finally decided to do the right thing and fight honorably and i just thought that story was told in about a minute and it was just fantastic
1: and i think nigel mcginnis did a great did a great job playing it off as well on commentary at that moment, saying that he's finally turned the corner and finally become honorable again. Especially after everything he's done for the past, going back to age of the fall, really. He's yeah. always been like this despicable, evil man. And he's finally coming into the good graces of the Ring of Honor officials. I think it was just a really cool moment right there. But throughout the match, though, Jimmy Jacobs took some disgustingly horrific bumps. Like where he went for the suicide dive and Adam Cole just olayed him. And he went just head first into the barricade. Yeah, he's uh he
0: he's
1: he, you know, it's his hometown. He's going to kill himself. And then there's this, some other similar ones to that where I was a few times I would actually like screamed like, "Oh!" like during yeah. the match just cuz of how how much punishment he was taking and overall this might be one of Ring of Honor's top 5 matches of the year again. These two just have tremendous chemistry together and the storytelling in this match was just fantastic. Yeah,
0: you know, I think it's 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 funny that Ring of Honor sort of gets a criticism for every show now not being like a, a five-star sort of not having that five-star caliber match on it like it used to. But when you have a really good match, it's a really good match for different reasons than before. There's much more um, psychology and storytelling involved in, in Ring of Honor now. And that that to me is – it's a positive even if every show you're not going to get a, a five-star super wacky spot fest.
1: I agree. I'd rather have – a rat, watch wrestling build on stories like this than watch a bunch of random matches thrown out there with nothing but moves, moves, moves. Mm,
0: the move factor, move factory. I was listening to a, a podcast and they were, they were making fun, it was like their first time watching Ring of Honor and they just completely crapped on the fact that they just had like moves after moves after moves. And, and I'm thinking, you know, Ring of Honor was something that was so highly regarded at one point and yeah if you really distance yourself from it and like all the fandom that surrounded old school ring of honor and how we, we hold it in such high regard and reality it was all a bunch of moves.
1: Yeah. And I kind of want to see, was that a recent podcast? Yes, it was. I want to see them go back, watch either old ring of honor or like current PWG or Giant gate USA and see what they think about that.
0: I've had a lot of thoughts on PWG lately. I know this is the ROH cast, but, I don't feel bad talking about this because I know most of you watch PWG anyway. And if you don't, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but I was I was talking about PWG today, and we hold that company in such a high – oh, my God. Like you cannot say a bad thing about PWG. And I go to shows as often as I can. I live about 45 minutes away from Reseda. And if you really distance yourself – PWG is just as cartoony in a way and just as hard to fathom as Chikara is for totally different reasons but it's just as hard to comprehend cuz how am i supposed to believe that somebody's t- going to take a tombstone pile driver on on you know this hard carpet and then 2 minutes later no 30 seconds later i swear to god he's fighting back and he's dominating the match
1: how am i supposed to believe that and that's one of the reasons I can't get into PWG. Every match turns into a 15-minute crazy move-after-move-after-move match. And while it's cool in isolation and cool and fun to watch in spurts, I can't sit through an entire show like that.
0: I think when you go to a PWG show, you have to – I think this, is, this goes for any wrestling show. And if you're, you're on the ROH uh, Task Force let me know what you think and how you get yourself ready for a wrestling show for a live experience. But I think when you go to a wrestling show, you need to put yourself in the mindset. Like if you go to a Chikara show, you need to understand that, all right, we're going to have a wacky time. Uh, these guys are going to do some things that, you know, well, obviously, you know, it's like when you go to a movie, you need to get in that mindset. When you go to a PWG show, it's like, okay, the rules of traditional wrestling do not apply here. These guys, the goal of PWG is to do the most over-the-top ridiculous thing possible and uh, that's what you get at PWG so it it all depends on I think how you look at it and PWG is a lot of fun but it's it's so it makes me very sad when people compare PWG to like a a WWE or even a Ring of Honor because honestly it's comparing apples and oranges so John I know there's a lot going on in the world of Ring of Honor and I know you got the scoop for us so let's go to the news
1: John, this is something we alluded to earlier, but now we'll go into more detail. That Davey Richards has been removed removed from Final Battle by Ring of Honor officials due to his unprofessionalism and unreliability within the company, according to a statement Ring of Honor sent to PW Insider. Um, this could stem from an interview he did with Great Britain's Total Wrestling, where he badmouthed the company and talked about how the belts aren't as important as they used to be. He was scheduled in a match with American Wolves partner Eddie Edwards to take on the team of Roderick Strong and Jay Lethal, but now Edwards will have a mystery partner for the match.
0: So, Davy Richards basically got in trouble for telling the truth.
1: Pretty much, yeah. But you can't tell the truth, like something like that. You kind of, I guess, it's something like this, you just have to toe the company lines.
0: I, I guess. I mean, it's it's sort of a common. You know, it's like thing. It's a commonly known thing that championships in wrestling aren't what they used to be. I don't like if he was doing the interview in character. Sure, it would be the most important title in the world, and and everybody, every athlete in the world is striving to be Ring of Honor champion. But he was doing it out of character for an out of character publication, and you know, the belts don't mean what they did, and he said that, and he he criticized himself you know he criticized his own championship reign for being kind of a a disappointing reign and he compared himself to Ring of Honor's history of guys like Joe and Danielson and stuff i just thought it was a little you know he's been unprofessional in the past i'm not i you know i'm not going to deny that but i don't think this interview should have been the the, the straw that broke the uh, camel's back proverbially speaking but that's that's just my thoughts on it
1: yeah i think removing him from final battle is a major overreaction on Ring of Honor's part, especially from a card that doesn't look as outst- as outstanding as past Ring of Honor final battles have in the past. And I just don't understand why they couldn't just deal with him for two more weeks and then be done with him like that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, this was such a... It's going to be a very good match, but it's a nothing match, really. It's the Wolves against Strong and, and Lethal. And, I mean, this is just a match, I think, thrown together to give these guys a spot on the card um which is really a testament to how far guys have you know sort of been phased out of the main event picture right now or it could be a positive depending on how you want to look at it uh but this was a throwaway match anyway i don't understand why you couldn't have just done it have davy do his post-match promo that he always does regardless of whether he loses or wins and then just there you're done with davy richards
1: yeah, it just doesn't seem like it is that big of a deal to not be able to deal with them for another couple weeks until this match is over. And I think this match is a testament to just Delirious's uh, the the poor side of Delirious's booking because you have Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, Roderick Strong, and Jay Lethal—four people who should be cornerstones of the Ring of Honor roster—who have done a bunch of nothing this year and are being and were being grouped together in a nothing match. At Final Battle, and I think that is unexcusable for people of this level of talent.
0: Yeah, so that match is coming together, and in fact, Davey Richards, uh, well, it didn't take very long for him to uh, end end up somewhere else, did it?
1: No, uh, he has now been signed to compete at CZW's Cage of Death, which is being held the same day as Final Battle in Voorhees, New Jersey.
0: Think about that. Ring of Honor. To combat Zone Wrestling
1: are, are you a CZW guy, John? I try every now and then I can watch a show here and there But I'm not, I'm not going to say it's bad It's just I, I have a hard time getting into it
0: Yeah, it's not my cup of tea either I'm not the deathmatch kind of guy at all And I know CZW has, has branched out And they do other things and, um, and for Ring of Honor fans I mean, you might know CZW From the invasion angle they had a couple years ago God, what was like six years ago now
1: yeah, it was like um, 2006.
0: Yeah, wow, uh, it's been a long time. I feel uh, so old. Maybe, so maybe you don't know uh, CZW. But, <laughs> you know, they've, they've since they still do their their death match on the show, but they've very much mellowed out compared to 2006 CZW. But still not my bag. Going to be wild though to see Davey Richards in the company, and I'm hoping that uh, just once I could see him. I get to see him like kick a paint of glass into somebody's face or something.
1: Yes, I want to see Davey Richards' first, like, DJ Hyde in, a, <laughs> like, an ultimate death match or something like that.
0: And those ridiculous, like, triangle of death, barbed wire, light tubes, glass piranha matches, like, yeah. <laughs> there's, like, a dragon at ringside willing to burn people. It's, it's
1: Oh, death match wrestling. I, I I don't like you at all. <laughs> I just uh, like how ridiculous it can get. But... CCW's Cage of Death is turning in, into what Ring of Honor fans would love to see out a final battle. Davey yes. e. Richards in a match. You got Chris Hero versus Drew Gulak in a match. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty good already.
0: Yeah, I was actually thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, "Hmm, do I want to spend my money on Final Battle or on uh the CCW show?" And I believe that CZW is going to be live. So, I don't know. That's it's a tough it's a tough call. Um but yeah, the it's the same Day, and you're gonna have two big year end shows. And Davy Richards, you'd think he'd be on the Ring of Honor one to close out the air, but in fact, no, he's in CZW. And I'm sure we'll have more on who he's facing uh next week because that's, that's an interesting story to follow. Is is I, I know we're not a CZW podcast, but just the idea of how would CZW, uh, a promotion for all intents and purposes, I, I don't know, radical opposite from Ring of Honor. I want to see how they would use a guy like Davy Richards.
1: Absolutely. I'm kind of intrigued by that. But this also leaves the uh, hole on on the uh, Eddie Edwards team, and they Mm -hmm. said they'll have a mystery partner for him and that it will not be a disappointment. That's not the words they use. but They said it will be a big name, uh, somebody who the fans will be excited to see. Uh, I saw on Twitter that Jimmy Jacobs was wanting to be Eddie Edwards' partner and that he's like, will it be called Team Edwards or Team Jacobs? And I thought that was pretty funny.
0: I think. Okay. Do you have the start times for the shows?
1: I will uh look them up here as you uh as you say things. I'm thinking
0: as as we, you know, if we can do like if you can make it so Chris Hero ends up being the mystery partner for Eddie Edwards. That would be amazing. I think the reaction for that would be huge and I think the whole lure of final battle is you know, is Chris Hero a guy who's available, a guy who can be there, uh, you know, fundamentally uh, fundamentally speaking? Like, he could—it's it's like, what, a two-hour drive or something from New- from where the CCW show is to the Ring of Honor show is? So it all depends on the times and stuff. But if Hero makes it there, that's really a selling point to Final Battle. Will he be a mystery partner? And now that slot is open for him.
1: Both shows start at
0: 7.30. Hmm. All right, so unless Hero is, like, in the opening match of the Ring of Honor show, I don't think he'd make it back in time to main event the CCW show. So maybe that's No,
1: I, I don't think it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that goes. My, there goes my idea. I should really check these things before the show.
1: <laughs> I think it would be somebody like Paul London in the uh, tagging with Edwards. Hmm. You think people would be disappointed by that? I don't think they would be disappointed at all. Paul London's had nothing but great matches so far this year for Ring of Honor. And he's a big enough name to, where people are like, all right, I can get behind this. It's not Davey Richards, but I'm more than happy to see Paul London here.
0: All right. Is Matt Hardy going to be at final battle?
1: I believe he put out a promo today saying he will be.
0: Hmm. Do we know in what capacity? Because Adam Cole's been doing that tease that he's, he's taken somebody to final battle with him.
1: No, we. I don't believe we know at this point. I have yet to see the promo, but I don't believe at this point. At least I don't know what capacity he'll be in. You know, uh,
0: people were complaining about bringing Matt Hardy back to the company, and I'm, I, I laugh at all of you, honestly. Uh, bringing Matt Hardy back is a – I thought Matt Hardy was very good when he was with Scum. He's a Matt Hardy. He's not a Ring of Honor type worker, and you don't need one. You know, it's like, why does every wrestler have to be the same doing all sorts of wacky flips and kicking somebody really hard in the face and and then just like doing a thousand chops in a row? Matt Hardy's got his own unique thing that he brought to the company. And I love the Matt Hardy character and I'm glad it's coming back to Ring of Honor. And I hope they just do that great heel irony where Adam Cole and Matt Hardy were arch enemies and now all of a sudden they're like best friends.
1: I would love that. I think that'd be the only way you can get Adam Cole over as a, he, like a full-on heel as well, to have him aligned with Matt Hardy. And I think Matt Hardy was probably one of the highlights of Ring of Honor this year. This is his few months he spent the first half of the year were some of the best things about Ring of Honor, especially that promo he did on Kevin Steen, where he didn't even say a word. He just held up the cards.
0: <laughs> Particularly... Matt Hardy's uh, interactions with Steve Carino have to be award-winning this year.
1: If we do an end-of-the-year award show, I'm probably going to vote for Matt Hardy for a lot of my end-of-the-year awards.
0: We will. We have to because there's a, it, it was a big year for Ring of Honor. A lot of big stuff happened. We'll, we'll put together an award show, and we'll get the ROH cast force involved. Um, what else is going on in the news, John?
1: The – 2014 Top Prospects Tournament has been announced. It will run over two shows. The opening round and semifinals will be held January 4th in Nashville, Tennessee, with the finals taking place three weeks later in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Two wrestlers have been revealed so far, and those wrestlers are Corey Hollis and Raymond Rowe.
0: Well, I'm one for one in terms of knowing who those guys are. I know Corey <laughs> Hollis. Uh, worked for like the uh, Carolina promotions, so the Mid Atlantic promotions. So I know who he yeah. is.
1: Yeah, um, I believe he is one half of Alabama Attitude. Oh, that's right. He's been in Ring of Honor before. Yeah. And Yeah, so he's, we got one half of Alabama Attitude, and we got somebody who appeared in Ring of Honor a few months ago when they did the tour through the South. And I believe he fought. Th- some of the bigger names in Ring of Honor, but I didn't see those shows, so I cannot comment on him.
0: Yes, uh, Raymond Rowe and Corey Hollis coming in. And, you know, I mean, last year we had, I believe it was Matt Taven who won the tournament, and he's a uh, he is the uh, TV champion right now. So, I mean, it does mean you'll be in the company, but, you know, you'll get your shot, and, and it, you don't necessarily have to win the tournament to... Get a contract, as we've seen with ACH. He's in the company, and he's doing stuff, and uh, he lost in the tournament. I believe he lost uh, in the final to uh, Matt Taven. I I could be wrong on that, but I believe that happened. So it's not about the winner here. It's also just about uh, guys having an opportunity to prove that they can hang in the Ring of Honor uh, climate. So that's going to be interesting stuff.
1: I agree. We have a question. Uh, a fancy mid question about the Top Prospects Tournament, so I guess we'll go into more detail in a little bit. But I guess, yeah, I don't really have any other thoughts to add to what we've seen so far. There's, there's there's six wrestlers remaining to be announced, so hopefully we'll get some more announcements soon so we can talk about them next week. But I'm just not excited about another tournament already. I am so burnt out on Ring of Honor tournaments.
0: Mm. You're lucky you don't watch Lucha Libre, John. They have like three. CMLL has like three tournaments going on at once sometimes, and it's very confusing. Uh, But yeah, I get what you mean. Tournaments right now are very passe, I think, in professional wrestling, and uh, they they need to slow down a little bit. We talked last week, by the way, about top prospects we would like to see. So I hope we get a few of them. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen contractually. I mean,. I think a lot of these guys, like the Raymond Rose and the Corey Hollis, I, I hope we get a couple more of those that I don't necessarily know the names of. And I hopefully get to see them shine a little bit uh, as part of this this tournament there in January.
1: Yeah, I think we'll get a few semi-regulars like Corey Hollis and Raymond Rowe. We'll probably get a few who have never really been in Ring of Honor. And I think we'll still get somebody... Mm-hmm like an Adam page or even a Cedric Alexander who have appeared in ring of honor consistently for the past year.
0: You know what? I didn't even think about Cedric. I think that would be a huge opportunity to capitalize on, on the momentum uh, that, you know, or to create some momentum after you break up the team or, you know, I don't know if you would put Caprice Coleman in there. I don't think that would make too much sense because they've, portrayed him as kind of a veteran. Um, So that would be a little silly to put him in that match. But if you do it with Cedric, I think it would be a good idea. And you could not have him go all the way. Like, you don't have to have him win it, but that could be sort of his claim to fame. Is like, I went this far in the top prospect tournament, and, you know, I'm Cedric Alexander, and
1: blah. Yeah, like, I made it to the finals, and I'm just that good, or something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, that, That's just me uh, subconsciously wanting him. To turn heel. But is that all the news, John?
1: That is all the news.
0: Well, with that said, we've got a couple of your listener topics, so let's go there right now.
1: (laughs) Remember,
0: you can send your questions to com slash forum, facebook.com slash rohworld, and on Twitter at roh underscore world. With your questions here's john
1: we're going to start out with a question that was asked on november 23rd that I just now saw today i'm going to apologize to mr ed knowles for missing his question and, and he, he now, starts out by wanting to say that he loves the show so thank you mr knowles uh and he says uh, since we are all pretty much in agreement that Tommaso champa and outlaw inc will win the titles at final battle what then no more cnc of the wolves and they beat Adrenaline Rush. So who's left? And who matches up well for the TV title?
0: I think you could keep Roddy and uh, Jay as a team. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Roderick's uh, contract status, Ring of Honor.
1: Because he he's is working. also appearing in Evolve in January.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's working Evolve and he's working FIP this weekend. So I don't know what his contract status is. If maybe... Cause I don't think Ring of Honor could, would compromise and let him work for Gabe and work for them. So I don't know if he's going to leave the company. And it's just a very low... He's doing it on the down low. But if he stays in Ring of Honor, I wouldn't mind seeing a Roddy Strong, Jay Lethal tag team. Because they have nothing to do right now. The main event picture is pretty much full. Um, And you have a tag team of guys who, who are proven singles guys and you can put them together and Give them a a decent size, a decent length run as a tag team.
1: Yeah, I would be okay with that. But what other tag teams are there in Ring of Honor right now? It just seemed like six months ago, the tag team division was really strong. But now I'm struggling to think of even four tag teams that would be viable to put in title matches against Outlaw Inc. if they do win. Of course, you'll get the. Red Dragon rematch, but then they've already beat a Jolene Rush, like he said. So there's no really
0: oh, excitement to see that. That doesn't matter. Red Dragon beat C N C Wrestle Factory like ten thousand times.
1: We're gonna see that's that a, match. That, that, that's a good point. But I don't know, I'd love to see Ring of Honor bring in more tag teams or or a pair of guys up on the roster that would make good tag teams, like you said. Why Why don't we get the Young Bucks? They will be a final
0: battle. Oh, they will. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know anything. Uh, I'd love the Young Bucks and Outlaw Inc. They could have some fun together, I feel. Uh, Eddie Kingston in there with any of the Bucks is just a very scary idea. But I, I'd love that. Um, maybe bring the hooligans back. Hey, have the Bucks been on Ring of Honor TV since they won the, uh, IWGP titles?
1: They have not their uh, ring of their uh, final battle match it will be their first appearance since winning them. Okay. That would be,
0: that's going to be an awesome thing. Uh cause you've had for ring of honor. Cause you had the last IWGP junior champions. You had it defended on your show at one of the house shows. And now you're going to have the new pair of champions. I think that's really cool for ring of honor.
1: Yeah, that is pretty awesome. It's, it's a great way to build a relationship with the Japanese company too.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know who else. I just see an Adrenaline Rush match like every every week uh, against the Outlaw uh, Inc., which I'm going to get very tired of, but I'm sure that'll be the
1: deal. What tag teams would you like to see them bring in other than the Young Bucks?
0: What other tag teams are out there right now? Uh, maybe, what? like. Again, everybody's under contract, so it's so. It's I, I hate contracts on the indie scene because it, it makes it difficult. Maybe like an I don't know if Andrew Everett is signed to evolve or is just doing dates. But bring in like Andrew Everett and a tag team partner, and just have him be like a, a crazy high flying tag team, like an ad- adrenaline rush. But in my in my mind, that would be a uh, a better team. I don't know who you would team him with
1: though. Maybe ACH, just have him break away from Darius Thomas. <laughs> like, you suck. I'm with that guy now. Yes, we're done. We are over. But how about somebody like, I know they've, the past few months, they've brought in the Monster Mafia, and they've oh. brought in, they've brought in, I cannot think of their names now, Blackout. Oh, and man. those are two teams I, could, I would like to see more more of.
0: Yeah, I guess. I, I totally like the Monster Mafia, not so hot on Blackout. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually very sad that I didn't think of them. Um, the Monster Mafia would be excellent. Uh, there is a team called, uh, I don't know, uh, they just won the AIW tag titles, but the Jollyville Fuckets are. <laughs> yeah, so they're so much fun, and I think they could at least get a shot in Ring of Honor. They'd obviously have to uh, change their name for television purposes, but Nasty Russ and uh, T Money would, uh, I think, you know. They're, they're a tag team that are that are making some waves right now, so I think they should at least get a shot in the company.
1: Yeah, I think instead of Top Prospects Tournament, why don't they do like a Top Prospects Tag Team Tournament? I think that'd be cool. I'd be really into that, actually. So come on, Delirious. Just listen to us. Yeah,
0: because we know you listen
1: anyway. Well, it's time to listen to a new question. Yes. Like that segue?
0: This, this show... I don't. I don't know what what happened. Last show was so good, John. And this show, I feel like our chemistry is gone. It you is.
1: It's, it's been two weeks, man. We got to. We got to work on that. Mm, you don't love me anymore, John. <laughs> well, Stephen Ronald Jackson asks, which Ring of Honor wrestler who has not yet got a DVD set would you like to have one? Hmm. And that's that's a- going to require me knowing who has the DVD sets. Well,
0: I mean. I made the joke the other day. Their Ray of honor now has more Brian Danielson sets out than Ric Flair has ex-wives. So I don't want <laughs> another. That's a very good point. I don't want another Brian Danielson box set.
1: Well, there's one came out not too long ago. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so watch the next one comes out next week. Um, I don't know. They, they should have more fun with their comedy guys and do comedy sets. Like, uh, an I would buy an
1: R.D. Evans set. Yeah. Or, like, a Best of Truth Martini set. That would be awesome, actually. Just,
0: like, profile the guys that he's managed, and... You could have
1: fun with that DVD. Just think of the document... If they do a documentary portion of him just talking.
0: <laughs> that That's buys. Um, maybe, like, a... Have they done an Elgin set?
1: I'm looking through them right now, and I don't think I've seen one yet. Yeah, so do an Elgin, an Elgin set, and, uh... Yeah, they have. They have. Okay.
0: Well, it's not like you can't do another one.
1: Yeah. What about um, a uh, like a Generation Next set? I, I know they've done one for Alex Cheryl, I know they've probably done one for the, all the other individual workers. But why don't they just do like a group set of Generation Next?
0: I'm actually surprised they haven't done that. Oh, yeah. they have. They have. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Uh, Generation Next. They should, just to piss off everybody, do a scum set.
1: They did a scum versus Ring of Honor compilation. Hmm. See, they've done everything. This is the problem
0: yep. with putting out a DVD set every week is you very quickly run out of things to do. So, How about, like,
1: a best of pay per view set where they just pick all the best matches from iPay-Per-View?
0: For, like, the year or just from since the iPay-Per-View concept started?
1: I guess just since the pay per view concept started, pick, like... One match per show
0: hmm. or whatever. They should just put on the matches that like had the worst eye-per-view problems
1: so fans can finally see them. That's a brilliant idea. That's the one they should go with.
0: <laughs> Next week, the matches that we screwed you with before but won't
1: this time. Almost never before seen. <laughs> never before fully seen. <laughs> there you go. That's your answer, dude. And uh, moving on to Twitter, uh, this is a question we kind of answered already, but I guess we can go in more detail now. Zach Levine asks, Who else would you like to see in the top prospects tournament? And he says, Hashtag Cheeseburger. And I agree with that.
0: Ch- Cheeseburger could have a, a couple matches, a couple comedy matches. I see him losing in the first round, though.
1: But it will be very entertaining when he does. Yeah,
0: I I, I, loved, I got some love for Cheeseburger. I'm about that life.
1: But who else would you like to see?
0: I'd like to see the guys from Monster Mafia independently, so like Ethan Page and Josh Alexander I'd much prefer them as a tag team, but they could come into the company and do some stuff as singles and still be a tag team so I think I think that could work, and that's two guys right there so i man i I feel like i watch I watch a lot of Indies and I'm having trouble thinking of guys because you got the contracts and you've got dragon gate and uh, uh ring of uh ring of honor. I have the guys locked down.
1: What about somebody like RD Evans and it trying to weasel his way through it?
0: Maybe. I mean, Veda Scott has been playing up that she's upset that she's not in the tournament, which, uh, you know, she's done a lot of intergender matches in the past. I don't know if that would fly on, on a Sinclair network, uh, but uh, she's she's no stranger to doing intergenerate competitions. So, I mean, she's doing that online campaign of wanting to be in the tournament. So I don't know if it'll happen or not. Would you yeah, like to see Veda Scott in the Top Prospect tournament, John?
1: Uh, I'd like to see Veda Scott on TV anytime I can. That's, <laughs> that's
0: true. I forget you're a uh, just a, as big a Veda Scott fan as I am.
1: But I'm struggling to think of anybody else. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, which is the worst possible answer we could have gave for that question.
0: Yeah, I hate to cop out with the answer, but I can't think of anybody. It's these damn, I guess, again, Andrew Everett. I don't know if he's under contract. I know Caleb is under contract, and I wish he wasn't because that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, what um, about like Mr. Touchdown?
0: Hmm. Yeah. In a way, I feel like that would be a little too gimmicky for Ring of Honor.
1: Well, I guess they could use his real name, though.
0: Yeah, they could, but then see, I won't be happy either way because I love the Mister Dutch, the Mister Touchdown character. So if they take it away, I'll be mad. But if they bring it to Ring of Honor, I won't be mad. But I don't see it working. So we'll see. But yeah, Mark Angelo said he would be a good, a good uh, person to put in there. He just did evolve. I don't, I don't think he signed a contract though.
1: No, but yeah, Maybe I'm struggling like to the, think of anybody else who could really. Be thrown in there
0: jigsaw uh guys like hello wicked uh those guys maybe i don't know let's
1: let's just bring in all the chakara wrestlers into ring of honor
0: the whole company yeah oh biff busick oh why didn't yeah
1: why did it take us so long to think of him
0: yeah biff busick has been i've been singing this guy's praises for a while he's blighting things on fire he had a crazy like an hour, I think it was an, iron, an hour, Iron Man match with uh, uh, Eddie Edwards at the last Beyond show. So I know, I'm sure Eddie Edwards is, is going to support the guy if, if he's asked to. Um, so I can see Biff Busick getting a shot. That would be very cool.
1: That would be cool. I'm a, I am on board with that. Yes, we are down with that. And moving on to questions on the forum. Well, I got a Twitter uh, question right here. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. You told me to remind you. And I completely forgot. So, does don't forget to check your Twitter for all right. a question.
0: Thanks for reminding me, John. All right. So this is this is from uh, the Indie Corner podcast, and they're basically asking if uh, Davey Richards is booked for the CZW show. Is there any chance that there will be a swerve, and he will also be announced as a mystery partner for Eddie Edwards at Final Battle? I think never say never in wrestling because wrestling is weird. Virtually no chance.
1: But that'd be the weirdest mystery partner of all time. (laughs) I think fans would be disappointed. I'd I'd just be utterly shocked and confused.
0: Yeah, it would make no. That's a perfect example of a swerve just for the sake of a swerve, and I,
1: I don't, I don't see the point. Other than have other just for the sheer convoluted weirdness of it. I actually, I'm, I'm on board for that now. Let's make that happen.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know who it could be. Um, we talked about who we thought it would be earlier, but um, yeah, that just seems like a really silly
1: idea. <laughs> and moving on to the forum questions, uh, Stan Hansen in HD has two questions. The first one is... Actually, he has a lot more than two questions, so, this, so be prepared. He starts out by saying two questions, then he asks a lot more in, in the questions. Hmm. So he starts out by, Let us assume that I only watch wrestling on TV. Give me a reason to care about Ring of Honor. Just watching their TV show, I have almost no idea what's going on, s- storyline-wise, outside of the world title picture. Jimmy Jacobs is back in Ring of Honor after Scum was kicked out. Why? If I only watch TV, I have no clue why. Would I order an iPay-per-view when I have no clue why two guys are fighting? The tag titles changed hands a few times in the summer, but if you watch TV, then you only knew about the changes a month after they occurred. If Ring of Honor ever wants to grow beyond a niche of hardcore internet fans, do you think they have to go to a weekly TV tapings? Ring of Honor is the red-headed Sinclair Harry. To Sinclair Broadcasting. But they have have clearly... But they clearly have the money to do this. Do you think it will happen within the next year? That was question one. So I'll let you go through everything he asked.
0: A weekly TV taping for Ring of Honor seems like... In wrestling in general, that's just the thing you do. You do a weekly taping and you have your show and then you do another weekly taping. Ring of Honor is trying to go back and, and do this... In a cost-effective way so that they can have their TV tapings done, tape a bunch of their matches, and then go back and and edit and and put all the storyline stuff in later. Going to a week taping for Ring of Honor doesn't sound cost-effective to me. It doesn't sound like... Because you're not getting paid like other companies are for the rights to have your show on the network this is just a Sinclair thing and it's being syndicated to all sorts of other stations. And it's not that again, it's not cost effective. So I don't see a week weekly taping happening any anytime soon. Um, as we've seen with TNA, like they're taping right now. And I think they've just taped up through their January 9th show and it's d- December 6th today. So they, they're doing kind of what ring of honor is doing in a weird way. Um, also, I think ring of honor, the fact that they phased out their, there's shows that are strictly designated TV tapings and now every house show just happens to have matches taped for TV. That's them cutting even more costs. I think realizing that nobody's going to go to a show that's just designating a TV taping instead going to these shows and trying to, trying to capture, I think they're trying harder to capture the essence of a ring of honor storyline while doing these house shows instead of, because before John, if you remember, it was really awkward when they were doing the strict TV taping. Because they'd be like, "Oh, by the way, at a house show this weekend, this happened." So just keep that in mind because this is part of the storyline now. And I was like, "What?"
1: Just, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so doing this, it, they're at least trying something different. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of them doing their house shows now. Um, let, I want to propose an experiment to one of the uh, listeners. If you're on board with this, let us know. Um, tweet us or something. I don't look at the forum that much. Maybe John can supervise this experiment. If somebody wants to undertake this, I I want to propose a a psychological scientific experiment. For the next two months, I don't want you. I want you to do everything in your power to avoid online Ring of Honor news. Don't watch the videos. Don't read the newswires. Unfollow them on Twitter follow them afterward I'm not telling you to boycott their social media but don't look at their Twitter just do everything you can to not observe Ring of Honor activity online except for watching the television show and then let me know let us know if you are in fact if you're in fact aware of what's happening we'll have you on the show and just let us know what is happening with Ring of Honor and if you, in fact, how useful the TV show is for gauging or creating interest in the product, because I'm very interested in that because I've always believe I've agreed with that question that the TV show is kind of a useless thing. But I have the Internet and I have all the news there and I can't avoid it because it's kind of my job to cover the news. So <laughs> I, I want to get that perspective. It, how useless is their tv product or is it helping and we just can't see that it is
1: i agree but i think going to the taped house shows like this will really shore up any kind of problems they have of continuity in the past and i think this is something they really should have done from the start because ring of honor used to be built as a house show dvd company Mm -hmm. where the storylines would advance on the house shows and you would have to go house show to house show or dvd to dvd to keep up with the stories and when they went to the TV tapings, they created that weird mixture of TV tapings and house show storylines where they wouldn't always sync up properly. But I think by going back to just strictly the house shows, it'll make the continuity so much clearer and so much easier to follow, especially when they just tape those house shows straight for television.
0: The iPay per view thing is a totally different concept because, you know, they tape basically an advantage to television is you never have to buy pay per views because you get the big matches on the TV show anyway. So I don't know. I, I really do want somebody to undertake that experiment. I think it'd be really interesting. So if you're interested in doing that and giving us like a, a weekly update on what you perceive to be the big stories in ring of honor right now, uh, Listen at the end and we'll give you contact info for you to do that. Because that would be, be a a cool thing. In the name of science.
1: Yay, science. Yay. And now moving on to Stane Hansen and HD. second question. A few months back, I read that a woman in Germany gave birth to a 13-pound baby. Not sure what 13 pounds equates to in the magic system as we... In the U.S. only deal with archaic forms of measurement. That's true. But uh, how big big do you think Mischief's and Michael Elgin's child would be upon birth? I give the over-under at the size of Matt Jackson. Your thoughts? (laughs) Do
0: we still play the troll song on the podcast?
1: Uh, That is only for Marketh, and he does not have a question this week that I know of.
0: I I haven't heard him ask a question since I came back. Where'd you go? I want you back. I came back just for you. All right. Any more questions?
1: Uh, Yes. Moving on. Die Harder has a question. He wants to know, can we shed any light on the falling out between Gabe and ROH? And will there ever be a chance at a reconciliation? And he also points out a Dragon Gate USA and Evolve versus Ring of Honor feud would destroy the Ring of Honor CZW feud just based on the potential talent exchange alone. And I agree with that. But do you have any, like, inside information on the falling out between Gabe and ROH.
0: Basically what happened was, this happened in about, I believe, 2007, where Gabe was removed as booker for the company. And really what they wanted to do was, they wanted a more, a less Gabe Sapolsky-esque product, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And, And, you know, it was all wrestling, all the time. And there were really, you know... They were storylines, but you kind of had to work to make the storylines. Like, you you basically created the storylines for yourself, is how Gabe ran Ring of Honor uh, back in the day. And that's the Ring of Honor that people kind of hold dear. But really what happened was, yeah, they got rid of Gabe because they wanted to go a different direction. And that happens all the time with bookers. Um, I'm sure there were things that happened that I'm not privy to that, you know. But the thing is, Gabe is... Uh, He, he, he'll talk about ring of honor, but the reality is he's very bitter about it. He's very bitter about ring of honor. I've interviewed him a few times and he's just, he's got stuff to say about ring of honor and he's not, he's not good with them right now. And in wrestling, it's a business of grudges and he holds a grudge against ring of honor. He, he has friends in ring of honor. He has respect for the wrestlers and things like that. I'm not saying he's just totally against anything ring of honor does. Business-wise, in terms of a a working relationship, he is not a friend to Ring of Honor right now. And honestly, like wrestling, people break up and make up all the time. It's a little hard for me to see a world where Gabe Sapolsky is working with Ring of Honor again in any
1: way. I think the best case scenario for the falling out between Gabe and Ring of Honor would be the, I guess, the phasing out of these horrible exclusive contracts i don't think we'll ever see gabe work with the ring of honor but i can see him allowing his wrestlers to work for ring of honor and in return getting wrestlers from ring of honor to work for him i think mean, that's the best case scenario in this situation
0: yeah i just feel like ring of honor wouldn't be keen to do that because they have a tv property they have shows that they need to book guys for and when you i agree i i don't like the contract either but if you phase it out then you have guys who you have plans for them and then all of a sudden well we can't do these plans because they're booked for this Evolve show on this day and we need them for this day in Ring of honor so i think the contracts are here to stay unfortunately um but it, it is something that i'd like to see gone from from you know because it, it it's it is it's it's, it's hindering the possibilities
1: um but I guess that's what PWG is for. I guess so. And moving on, I hope that answered your question, Die Harder. And uh, moving on, a question from Burnside. Uh, Matt Taven has been TV champion for like seven or eight months now. His reign looks to be possibly ending at final battle. During his entire run as TV champion, did he even have one feud?
0: He had a feud with... uh... No,
1: he did not. (laughs) <laughs> no, he did not. Have. That's, and that's the problem with uh, his TV title reign. Everybody says he was a bad champion. No, he was booked horribly and not put in important situations because he has wins over Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, ACH, these big names in Ring of Honor, but he was never put in any meaningful spot to make those wins actually relevant or important, and that crippled his run as champion.
0: Yeah, it's important when you're a secondary champion like the TV champion is the booking needs to be behind you to make you feel on par with the top title. And they did that with Adam Cole and they did that with, you know, Eddie Edwards and Chris Daniels and uh you know, not El Generico, but J J uh Jay Lethal and guys like that. But once you got to Matt Taven, the booking just completely fell off for him and he became a part of this comedy group who just happened to have the T V title and that hurt Taven and that hurt the T V title. And uh I hope Champa wins it so they can start to rehab the title a little bit. And you know Taven I just don't think Taven can Taven's grown as a worker and a wrestler, absolutely, but he can't grow as a character until they break him away
1: from Martini. Yeah, I think they might have paired him with Martini to try to make him grow as a character, but Martini just overshadowed him at every turn.
0: Yeah. That, and that's no slight on Truth Martini because he's a very entertaining character. I love Truth Martini. But a guy like Matt Taven, I I get we're learning, but he just doesn't work in that situation. He needs... There, there are different ways different characters, uh, different characters can sort of come into their own. And unfortunately, the hoopla thing isn't working the way i expected for taven
1: no i thought it'd be the perfect opportunity to showcase himself and it just he's just kind of filled with the background of the group because if you think of the house of truth i think of one truth martini two scarlet three silesia and then four maybe taven if not <laughs> casey ray <laughs> yeah yeah they it's it's tough so
0: yeah there's a lot of factors there that are keeping Taven back, and you know it's not his fault. It's just the booking, you know. Like I've I brought this up before, but like when you didn't have a world champion, you went to the tag teams, and it's like, wait, but you have another champion. But they they know that they've made Taven such a joke that they couldn't emphasize his reign because they had they they messed up. They done goofed.
1: Yeah, I think it's a... I I just think it's a well that's one of the main issues with delirious's booking is that other than the main event storylines the lower carter even wrestlers who have really achieved it at all like roderick stronger jay luth like we mentioned earlier don't really have much to do and they don't have any kind of meaningful feuds
0: yeah it's hard you know it's hard to uh, real it's hard to focus on everything i think when you're when you're a booker you you want because the top programs are what are drawing you money. you know. It's, those are what are going to influence people's decisions on whether or not they're going to buy a show or they're going to go to a show. But the, uh, the undercard is just as important in my mind because that's what keeps people. And that's what's lacking right now. So I think in 2014, that has to be the focus is getting the undercard to mean more than it does right now. Because they've got the programs, uh, the top programs. I am very excited for the main event of Final Battle, but I'm not excited for anything else.
1: Yeah, I, think, I think that's their main issue. And having undercard storylines, like any kind of undercard storylines, will just further help the wrestlers then move up the card, and that's not something we're seeing much of besides Adam Cole and Michael Elgin. Right, absolutely. And uh, moving on, we have a question from Velker Pat. Uh, If the Ring of Honor store began selling copies of the Book of Truth, how much money would you be willing to pay for it? Millions of dollars. I'm about to say, I don't think I have enough money to pay for what that book is worth.
0: That book is worth so many championships and wins and the, the advice and the golden things. And it will teach you how to ruin Matt Taven. It's just a great, great book. And you would have to finance that, you know? I think Borders went out of business because they were trying to get the Book of Truth in stock. And they paid so much for it that they just had to close down.
1: We're have to put it on layaway, possibly, for about five years layaway. with monthly payments down. But yeah. if possible, I would love to buy the Book of Truth. Just for the simple fact, I would love to hit people in the head with it and knock them out.
0: <laughs> and then just take their championship.
1: Exactly. That is mine now. That would be great. Yeah,
0: book of truth. You can make a lot of money off that. I Absolutely. Think, I think we need more fun, creative, wrestling-related uh, items, like wrestling props. Um, I wonder if Jim Cornette ever sold his tennis racket, like if they ever merchandised the Jim Cornette tennis racket.
1: I don't know. I know they merchandised the Jim Duggan 2 by 4 did they really? Yeah, they had like – you know you have the, how they have the foam fingers? Yeah. They had foam two-by-fours. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the tennis racket should be a thing. I think the Book of Truth should be a thing. I think all sorts of managerial amenities should be for sale.
1: Like Prince Nana's crowns? <laughs> yes. I think well, he did them. tell us that if you send him money, he will send you an insult when we interviewed him that one time. He
0: did, yes. I, I don't know if that's true.
1: I'm too afraid to find out. <laughs> uh, we have another question here from Burnside. And uh, he asks, if Cedric Alexander had a singles match against ACH with the ROH cast force short circuit and it starts smoking at the ears and explode while trying to decide who needs to be protected... Who, who needs to be protected... Let me try reading this again. I can't read. I apologize. Oh, nice. If Cedric Alexander had a singles match against ACH okay. with the ROH cast force short circuit and start smoking at the ears and explode while trying to decide who most needs to be protected from the outrage of losing the match
0: that would be like uh, when when you talk to a robot and you short circuit its logic and it you know um yeah that w- that would happen because you know what no ACH should lose.
1: I am in agreement with yeah. that. I think they should have a best of three. <laughs> ACH wins one. Sidney Alexander wins one. Time limit draw in the third one. Oh, Everybody wins. Don't
0: bring back the time limit draw gimmick, John. I'm still not. I'm still not over Jay Lethal and his damn TV title ring.
1: <laughs> he had to set the record for most time limit draws. In a single title rain. Since like the seventies when they'd always go Broadway. Yeah.
0: Those WWF shows that was just always and it wasn't even a time limit draw, it was just curfew.
1: curfew. Yeah. we're done. We we need to start having curfew on the ring on the ROH cast. Yeah, we should have our curfew now. Well, we would, but there's still two more questions. Alright. Uh an old face, an old familiar face and friend of the podcast, Harry. Who's that guy asks? asks? Well, he uh, says, since being stuffed and forced off the ROH cast, he has watched NXT every week. But he hasn't watched any Ring of Honor. I bet he feels why, great. Why is this? And they're both, they're both one-hour wrestling shows available on his computer. What could Ring of Honor on SBG learn from NXT?
0: Well, number one is Ring of Honor does not have aid in English, which is a huge handicap to Ring of Honor. Um, You know, they also just don't have the production that WWE has. I don't think they'll ever have that production. Uh, And to a lot of people, that's endearing. And to other people, that's absolutely frustrating. Also, Harry, I think I didn't watch Ring of Honor for three months and I was perfectly happy. (laughs) <laughs> and now since you've re- returned to
1: watching ring of honor you're just thoroughly miserable
0: i'm miserable i just like hate my life now you know it's 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 horrible no um you know i don't know it's i think after you watch something for so long uh you cannot watch it for a while and be happy with it but i like watching nxt i think it's a quality program it's really cool to look at guys and, and be like wow this guy's gonna He's gonna be in the major leagues of wrestling someday. And you know, that's that's pretty cool. Especially since you yeah, have Pac and El Generico main eventing this week's show.
1: I know it's like NXT is what everybody wanted out of Ring of Honor five years ago, and it's happening now in a WWE system, <laughs> and it's so cool. Yeah. I think that's but, awesome. Yeah, but I think uh you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned Aiden English. And that's that Ring of Honor really has no distinguishable characters. No, they're all the same. And that's that's what NXT does so well, is that you have Aiden English, Tyler Breeze, El Generico, Adrian Neville, Bo Dallas now. All these different characters who just make this great dynamic on the show, and you want to see them square off and wrestle each other. In Ring of Honor, you have all the same, same guy, for the most part. And it's just... Nice to see all these different personalities come together instead of seeing the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, I think that's the hook. You just have more to invest in uh, NXT. And, you know, Ring of Honor, it's it's for a different fan anyway. Ring of Honor is, you know, I, I guess you like that not handshake or that handshaking honor crap. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> everyone's the same. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a m- much bigger fan of NXT with the characters and because that's that's the wrestling i grew up on it's very character driven that's why i'm such a big Chikara fan and uh yeah I, I i miss the characters in ring of honor
1: and that's the thing even back in the day like you said there weren't that many storylines but there were the characters there and that's what made it other than you know the fantastic wrestling that's what made it interesting as well
0: yeah, especially because you had mouthpieces like the Prince Nana's and the uh, the uh, Larry Sweeney's and, and and guys like that who really enhanced uh, and and made made it. You know, you're right. The the excellent wrestling was there, the Japanese style and everything, but you also had these characters that were either very good heels or very good baby faces, um, very polarizing guys. And now it's just like you have this guy who his he just wants to wrestle and he goes out and he wrestles and then he wins. And then he hopes he can wrestle again. Yay. Yay. That's not fun though.
1: Not fun at all. But what is fun (laughs) is the last question we have here today from DX versus NWO 1994. He has a series of questions. Uh, We already briefly touched, not briefly, but we kind of discussed this in detail, but I guess we'll go over it one last time. Uh, What do you think, Ring of Honor can take away or learn from the Richard Richards fiasco? And also, uh, what are our thoughts on Davy wrestling at CZW Cage of Death and potentially Evolve in January? I am all for him wrestling for Evolve in January because I will be seeing Evolve live January 12th. Hmm. So I would I love to see David Richards live.
0: I expect a full report here from you. And, yeah, Gabe put out this email to his uh, newsletter subscribers a couple days ago and basically asked, should... We bring Davey into Evolve. And, uh, you know, when, when they first started up Evolve, the idea was to have guys like Brian Danielson and Davey Richards to be kind of the cornerstone of it. And then stuff happened and, and Davey ended up in Ring of Honor and, you know, but that was the original idea. And then Evolve became what it is and, you know, f- for better or worse to bring him back. I don't know. I, I would be totally into it because Evolve is as to me, Evolve has really lost its unique edge. Where it was a much more sports like emphasis uh it was a much more different take on pro wrestling where it, it almost not totally, but it took me back to the days of Mid South where there was a lot of emphasis on the sportsman aspect of wrestling as opposed to the you know and this actually goes back to what we were just talking about. How wrestling could be a personality-based thing. Or it could be what it's supposed to be. Which is creating the illusion of sport. And that's what Evolve was. And they've since sort of just become a small, more small budget version of Dragon Gate USA. So, I think Davey Richards could... Could have some good matches there and, and maybe bring evolve back to sort of the style that it used to be.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I just think it'd be create a lot of great fresh matchups as well. That wrestling things wrestling fans would love to see
0: like a Davey Richards and like a Genki Horiguchi. It'd
1: be awesome. Um, Davey versus Akira Tozawa.
0: Oh my God. Or versus Mochizuki. Those, Ooh. those like a world of kicks would occur. <laughs> many kicks would happen there
1: yeah or even against like the american talent they have like david richards versus ricochet or johnny gargano and stuff like that would be great as well
0: absolutely yeah i'd love to see all of that so yes i want david richards to be at evolve if that answered the question and also uh you know we talked about the czw thing but i don't know if he's going to be there full time or just the one-off or what the deal is but it's going to be very interesting to see what they do With a guy who is mostly known for his technical stuff in a company that's not really known for their technical stuff. Although they have been more technically aware lately. But a company like CZW, you don't think good technical wrestling.
1: No, I think of people going through glass panes and getting lit on fire.
0: Yeah, that's not very fun or technical.
1: Nope. But I'm uh, moving on, uh, it was mentioned in one of the recent newswires that Ring of Honor is in talks with several other pro wrestling offices about putting together a special event for 2014. What promotions do you think Ring of Honor is talking to, and which ones would you like to see do a joint show with Ring of Honor? Uh, DX versus NWO 1994 is personally hoping for New Japan or NOAA?
0: Probably New Japan, since they're working with them already. Um... That just makes a ton of sense. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're talking to American companies like the indies. Like, uh, You know, a lot of the indies are just like amalgamations of Ring of Honor rosters anyway, just with like different gimmicks and stuff. So I don't know how all that would work. So like, I don't know who else they would be talking to. Uh, That's
1: the if- only thing I can think of is a foreign company like New Japan.
0: Maybe like a triple A because like triple A wants exposure coming into the US next year. So maybe they, if I were Ring of Honor, I'd at least reach out to triple A. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't hurt. So maybe, maybe, maybe TNA. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, no, TNA is reaching out to Ring of Honor. That's a different thing. Um, I, yeah, I don't know who else. Like National Pro Wrestling Day, I think, is on the schedule for February. So I don't know if that's what they mean or if like something different. Or if they just want to be, they just want to do a Gabe Sapolsky move and compete with National Pro Wrestling Day. You know, like the way Gabe is competing with WrestleCon now. So I don't know. Um, it's we'll we'll see we'll see something. I don't know. Like there's a lot of hype around this. It's probably just going to be a show with a couple of New Japan guys, and
1: that's it. Could this possibly be Super Card of Honor next year?
0: possibly when you say super card of honor that's what i always think of is like a big international showdown and it's usually just a show it's usually a good show but it's just a
1: show so maybe we can see that and the last question of the day is if the american wolves don't get picked up by the wwe and since richards won't be coming back to ring of honor if this occurs might we finally get to see eddie edwards and roderick strong as the dojo bros in ring of honor I don't see why not.
0: Roddy, they both need something to do. So, and I love watching the Dojo Bros. So, yeah. I, I'd like to see, like, Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole as, like, a group with, you know, Adam Cole as a champion. And then, you know, they're all the Dojo Bros. So they just have the run rampant on Ring of Honor.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm not hugely familiar with the Dojo Bros, but roger strong and eddie edwards team together it has to be good
0: yeah they're they're very good they they're going all over the place that that actually be a good tag team actually going back to our tag team discussion um so we could say a couple things there and and yeah i guess that'd be good i mean it's gonna suck for davy richards but you know <laughs> yeah yeah Doja bros and ring of honor would be cool and and they have in the past used you know They've used tag teams from other places with the same name, so they're not afraid to do it.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a great move in 2014, just to, just to beef up the tag team division and give these two wrestlers something to do.
0: Top prospect, by the way, Brian Cage. I know, I know last week we talked about how... Actually, you came up with Brian Cage, and I said uh, that it would sort of hurt Mike Elgin as the big guy in the company, but... I I think uh you can bring in Brian Cage in the top prospect tournament and uh do something there. Yeah. I don't know why I just I I just thought of that now cuz I was thinking of tag teams. And- I think
1: Brian Cage being brought in with Truth like as in like a Truth Martini like associate would be good and have him team with Taven.
0: Yeah, you I'd like to see if you have Truth Martini. I'd even like to see like a Truth Martini managing Brian Cage and then you can eventually lead to like Michael Elgin versus Brian Cage with the vengeful Truth Martini who's angry at Michael Elgin for breaking out and becoming a fan favorite. And how dare you?
1: Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah.
0: I don't know why. Yeah, that that happened. That was ran. That was a unplanned interjection. <laughs> but I, I like it.
1: Well, we're going off the script here.
0: Yes. This is not on. This was not on the run sheet.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that wraps up all the questions for this week.
0: All right, and that in turn wraps up episode 114 of the ROH cast. So a big thanks to you for listening. This was uh, this was a tough show. I think we are a little rusty from uh, the week off, but we will be back next week, and uh, it'll be the uh, last show before Final Battle. I think so. We'll have we'll be of
1: the, previewing Final Battle. Yes,
0: a full preview of. Everything going on in Final Battle, the good, the bad, and the boring. Um, so that's next week here <laughs> on episode 115 of the ROH cast. I am the zombie podca- uh, zombie podcaster Des with the American Bearded Nightmare. John, this is the ROH cast here on ROHworld.com.